Hello and welcome to this very special edition of the Ian Prendercast, a Carlton podcast brought to you as always by MGA Traffic, your one-stop shop for traffic, transport and waste. We've had a second false start, gentlemen, and it breaks my heart to say it. We were all ready to go and we've had yet another gremlin. I hope that the fix will be relatively straightforward and simple. It feels like it should be. Um, we tried to go live just before with the show, but unfortunately, um, my mic was the only one that was being picked up by our host, even though... My co-host mics were being picked up by me through the interface, which was very disappointing and very confusing, so we're trying to get to the bottom of that. Um, as always, I'm joined by the big Faber Ganoush, Fabian Guadagnolo. Fabian, hello, how are you? Buona sera ragazzi, I am well. Um, a little disappointed that we couldn't get it up and about. It's not through a lack of trying, you've been frantically trying <laughs> You to... were trying to troubleshoot for us. We had, you would walk away. And you'd see if you were getting any audio, it was always just me. So I was, in the end, it just sounded like I was having a conversation with myself in an empty room. Yes, but at least we're up and live and, briefly. you know, some guests some guests did hear. Uh, they heard we me. We were attempting to do it. Which, so, which wasn't right, good. They heard you. So we, we apologise and we will, again, not with the Gremlins next week, and hopefully get it all. Uh, so I've put in a uh, all a, up and running. I've put in a service ticket with our host just to clarify if there's anything that we're doing wrong on our end, um, just to I suppose get to the bottom of it. But so Fabian's with us, uh, and of course we're also joined by Dr. Davis Timbo. Have you got any more medical updates about any of our players since the last we spoke? That was an extraordinary rundown of Charlie Curnow's knee injury, um, and I haven't yet recovered from it, to be brutally honest. <laughs> No, no, no further updates. Unfortunately, a little bit like everybody else, you're um, you're beholden to the information coming through to us because we certainly can't get it firsthand. Um, and obviously, you know, with being in lockdown, we're just not getting that much information out of uh, the footy covers to how individual players are coming along. But um, that won't stop us from guessing. Certainly. Uh, well, no, this is true. It's exactly right. It's exactly right. I did warm the cockles of my heart to see the uh, the interview with um, Brody Kemp uh, on the website this past week, and he certainly sounds like he's going well up at a Chuka at the moment. So hopefully um, he's one of those guys that can bring us good news. Excellent. Uh, so tonight uh, we were intending, obviously, to go live with a really fun concept. We'll have to do it amongst ourselves. Um, so hopefully people still enjoy it and get a bit out of it. Um, we thought we'd have a little bit of fun with the old team versus the team, but what are the parameters? What's the criteria? And we thought it'd be odds and evens. So very, very simple, uh, I suppose, um, criteria. If you were an odd-numbered Guernsey throughout your Carlton playing career, you will be representing the odd team selected and coached by Dr. Davis. If you wore an even-numbered Guernsey throughout your Carlton career, you'll be wearing, uh, representing the evens coached by old Fubba Ganoush. Now, Fub, you did have the choice of the teams. We did a nearest-to-the-pin number guess, and you could pick if you wanted to do the odds or the evens. You chose the evens, your rationale being, surprisingly, it's too easy to choose the odds, which I thought was... It was it. I felt it would be easier to go the odds, so I set myself a task, and I have gone with the evens, of Twofold. I'll explain as I get through my team. One of the main reasons I was happy enough to go with the evens, but it, it, from the outlook, it, it, it felt like a, a more difficult task. But um, pre-record, you were fun a nonetheless. Bit, you were a little bit negative about some some of your selections. It felt like you had buyer's remorse after 
plumping for the evens, you thought, after you sat down and looked through the list, Timbo and I rattled off a couple names just off the top of our heads for the odds and thought, well, geez, on paper, they're sounding pretty damn good. You thought, no, no. The evens are my go, the evens are my boys. That left you, of course, with the odds, Tim, uh, to cobble together what I suspect will be an absolutely outstanding team. Um, How did you actually find the process of going through it? Did you just keep ticking off another superstar going, we'll have him, we'll have him? (laughs) It's... um there was a number of players that absolutely picked themselves. At, at, at times, you didn't even have to think about who was going to be in certain positions. Um, and when you went back through history, you found a couple of players that doubled up in positions and you thought, no, nope, mate, you don't make it. Um, so, yeah, no, there's some, certainly some good players in there, but it'll be interesting to see how we line up against one another. I'm, I don't think I'm over the line, but I'm pretty confident <laughs> in the team all the time. So effectively, they'll each be chairman of selectors and coach of these teams for this one-off game. Like I said, criteria is very straightforward. The player has to have represented Carlton in that particular Guernsey. Um, In the case of a double-up, we've got a few very high-profile cases. Patrick Cripps, of course, is eligible for both teams. Bruce Duhl is, of course, eligible for both teams. Though it's fair to say that their best football each came in numbers 9 and 11, respectively. So that's the player you're getting. Fabian can absolutely pick Patrick Cripps. Uh, or number 16, but he's is that getting... The Patrick Cripps? Is that the Patrick Cripps that I wrote off? That is the Patrick Cripps games? you wrote off after one contest, yes. So you can absolutely select <laughs> he him. He would be a liability <laughs> in your team. <laughs> um, although I can imagine it'd be a bit frosty between you and he um, in, the, in the week prior to the match and obviously on game day itself. So the way it's going to work, um, we're going to need a captain from you as you go and a vice captain. So just flag those when you get to your captains and vice captains. And we're going to start uh, back to front with Fab's full back line. Tim's full forward line, Fab's half back line, Tim's half forward line, and so on. So, without further ado, um, I'm going to pass the <laughs> pass the shoe over to uh, Fabian to get us started. Fab, who is your first back pocket? In the back pocket, I'm going with number fourteen, Michael Sexton, 200 game, very good pick, um, dual All Australian and 1995 Premiership player. Michael Sexton is first. First in. I think that Michael Sexton is an outstanding pick. Uh, very, very steady guy. I think he played right on 200 games. Like you said, he's in the Carlton right Hall of yep. Fame. Two All-Australians, as you said, yep. and a premiership player. So that's a, I think that's an excellent pick. Who's your fullback? Um, Michael Martin. Oh, no, no, joking. <laughs> <laughs> joking. He's done joking. it again. Um, <laughs> Uh, he would have qualified wearing the. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's wearing the number ten. He old Mickey wearing... Martin. Um, Just for context, but, uh, when when all... Fab and I went head to head with our drought draft, and the concept of the drought draft being any player who's on a Carlton list, ninety six onwards, who is not a Carlton Premiership player, that was a looser criteria. You could have that player at their best. Fab with pick two went for Mick Martin. It went Judd Martin, and I think I went Cripps at three. So it's a turd sandwich there. <laughs> So who yes. have you gone uh, for? No, so at fullback number twenty, yes. Jeff Southby has to be Jeff Southby. Absolute superstar. So, uh, superstar, two hundred sixty-eight games, a dual premiership and best and fairest winner. No, he's a yeah Hall of Fame legend. Obviously, he's in our team of the century as well. Um, he's actually regarded by some, um, you know, uh, Carlton fans to be the best fullback we've ever had. So I think that's a selection mm-hmm. that picks itself. And who's your final back pocket? 
And the final back pocket, just for you, Sean, at number six, Cade Simpson. Again. Uh, 326 games and counting, 138 goals. No premierships, unfortunately, for Cade, but a BNF in 2013. I think that I think that uh, picks itself, really. I think that's not a bad start from Fav. I think that's reasonable. Um, I don't think that'll be his best line. I don't think it'll be his worst line either, but it's an okay start. I think Tim's... Tim could be in for something pretty pretty special here to get us started, I reckon. I'll be interested to see who you go with at your full forward line, Timbo. Okay, well, I, I actually don't think this is one of my strongest lines either. Um, but listening to what Fab says, I I, I think we'd, uh, we, we'd comfortably handle the three that he's put up <laughs> on his full back line. So we, <laughs> we start off... <laughs> we start off... Uh, Wearing the number one jersey, we've got Ken Hand. Ken Hand's number one. He was a 211 one. game player for the Carlton Football Club. Won two premierships, won a best and fairest, captained the club from 1952 to 1957, and coached the club from 1959 to 1964, and was a member of the Carlton team of the century. So, Absolutely, Hall of Fame legend. I think he was named one of the club's 12 best players of all time as well in our 150th year, so that's yeah. a good start. A mega stars in the forward pocket there. He's um, and and I, I really rate Jeff Southby as a footballer. I think he was a, a very reliable defender, but when he had to come up against the uh, the brilliance of Brendan Favola and the speed off the mark and the space in the forward line, I just don't think he'd be able to go with him at all. So it's big call. Steve Plonks in the goal square um, played 170 games, 187 games. Sorry. Um, three-time All-Australian, two-time Coleman medalist, um, and he'd be, I reckon he'd be, he could, have, he, he could kick 12 like he did on the, um, the New Year's Eve game. He's, only, he's one of only two Carlton players to ever win a Coleman medal, and as he said, he's got two of them, um, and he sits third all times, goal kicked, uh, goals kicked for us. So that's a good start. I just want to point out that Ken Hands, he kicked, only kicked 188 goals in 211 games, yep. so he's not, you know, he's not... I think Seco might have him covered there, but we'll go. Who was your other forward pocket? But then Ken Hans more play, played most of his football at centre half forward in the same we way. We should have Michael should have picked him there. Should have well, picked Michael him there. Centre half back too. While you move on, Timbo. <laughs> move on. Who was in your other uh, pocket? Forward pocket. Um, I actually had to consider this for a bit, and I, I, I felt I felt really bad that I left um, Sid Jackson out. Wow. Um, but as it turns out, I've put in a uh, another Indigenous small forward uh, in one Eddie Beck. Yeah. I think uh, Sid is a uh, a dual premiership player and certainly would have gone through some um, serious challenges during his football career. And my old man you know, made the comment when I talked to him about this week uh, about what we were doing. He said he would have been racially vilified in every single game he would have played. But... Um, with Eddie playing um, playing 316 career games, um, I I uh, I think he adds that three-time All-Australian player. He's also kicked goal the year on four occasions. None of them with us. <laughs> He's kicked one of them with us. Now, 2006 was was with us. I get the feel of the only um, thing I will but, say about your selection of Eddie Betts. I think as a player, yes, I think his best football was with Adelaide. Yeah, oh, I, I look. I don't disagree, but a I think he's played great um, yep. If nothing else, I'm picking him on that game he played up against Brisbane. Yeah, 
where he took those two absolute screaming hangers mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes, that alone would just about get you into the side. Like it, love it. And man. and I must say, an apology for the rhino, Luke O'Sullivan, who could have absolutely lit it up on the uh, the Ford Poppet as well. But I hope we're hearing, I got, we an, I got a note on here. The rhino would have done a neat on paper. <laughs> <laughs> Fab, your halfback line, please. Okay, starting from wearing the number two. This is uh, a little bit of a stupid two. Jordan Russell. Number two, Peter Motley. Yeah. Peter Motley. I thought Motts might get Ooh. a go. I thought in the 19 games, he would have he showed enough that he, he would have been an all-time great. Um, obviously, no premierships and accolades to talk about for this. He came with a reputation and showed glimpses of it. And I thought if his career wasn't so tragically cut short that um, he'd be an absolute monty in this side. So Peter Motley off the halfback. I like you. I like your pick, and I do support the pick. You, you speak once again to Keen Carlton followers, and um, and particularly more than Keen Carlton followers, but Sandful aficionados, and they'll say that um, of the trio that came across uh, in the summer of '85 for the '86 season, two of the players went on to become all-time greats, um, Premiership players, captains. Um, but the man whose career was tragically cut short was every bit as good, maybe even better than them. So I I support that. I like that pick. Who's your centre-half back? At centre-half back, a little bit obscure, oh but I thought he played his oh best no. football at centre-half back. And I was Don't say Jared Waite. On... Jared Waite. Oh, Jesus. Jared Waite was playing at centre-half back. I think we – is that centre-half back when he did his knee at Footy Park? So uh, Jared Waite – 184 games, 252 goals, uh, 2014 leading goal kicker. But um, I thought he was very good off halfback until the injury. And given the options that I had, <laughs> I thought he'd, he'd be best. He'd be the best fit at halfback. Fab did send me a message today, panicked, or he sent us a group panic, group text, panicked, saying, um, "I'm flush with options somewhere and completely bare elsewhere." Because I've got too many, too many players to count in certain parts of the park, and absolutely no one in others. Get the feeling this might right. have been one of those spots. It was a bit. It was a bit. Jared's not shoved in there and not being able to play the position. I think he would have been quite a handy centre half back if we had that luxury of playing him, playing him there. Um, a bit like Bryce Gibbs was kind of used across half back and never really got to play that midfield role as long as he. Should have, but um, no, Jared Wade, I'm, I'm happy with it. It's like I said, it's, it's not the ideal centre half back, but I'm very happy to have Jared, Jared Wade. Inside. You know what he sounds like, Tim? He sounds like the recruiting manager on draft night trying to turn chicken salad into uh, turn chicken shit into chicken salad. Sorry, <laughs> he's trying to convince himself well, he's got a good one, but I don't know. I don't know. Who else you got there? Well, you'll be very surprised when, when the next pick is Ray Jennings, then sure. <laughs> 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 oh, what a deep cut! Like you, like who's okay. your next pick? Who's your other halfback? Fla- halfback uh, well, well, this is uh, this is uh, halfback flank for me. Um, yes. Halfback flank. Uh, this is this one of the first picks. Number ten, John James, uh, one hundred ninety-five games, nineteen sixty-one Brownlow medalist, uh, three-time best and fairest player. Um, picks himself, John James. Himself. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> picks himself, John James. I'm going to get a. We're going to get a theme with Fab's team, and even I thought this when I was just compiling my notes, that a number of his plays, and this isn't a criticism, I think this is just might be um, borne out by as this as this goes on, um, 
your players are going to be from probably older eras. Doesn't mean they're not as valid picks, but I think that we're going to get some legends from yesteryear, whereas I think some of Tim's are going to be a little bit more um, obvious, perhaps, mm. and a little bit more recent. And hopefully our listeners don't approach this with a bit of recency bias. Yes. So, um, so. There we go. There's my half-back line. Like it. What have you got, Timbo, from the oh. half-forward line? All right. Well, he's taking on a half-forward line that sees Wayne the Dominator Johnston, Wowzers. who yeah. wore number seven for 209 games, won four premierships, two best and fairest, was an All-Australian, captain the club for two years, was part of the Carlton team of the century, and is only one of 13 club legends. So, um, yeah, Peter Motley. Bad. He probably would have actually played on John James in this team. So, I don't think John James is with us anymore, so he might um, he might have a day out, Johnny. <laughs> might battle to keep up with Johnny. <laughs> well, John's got a, John's got a brown line. So That's true. No, no, that absolutely. Dom- stick that, Dominator. <laughs> yeah, but as we know, what the Dominator could do in big games, uh, you can have consistency across the, across the season, but a big game player, and this would be a big game, you can be assured uh, that Johnson would have been in where the whips were cracking. I think but, uh, we, who is uh, Jared Wade dominating? I think, we, I think we might have another big uh, game at centre-half forward. Well, I'm, I've got Horry Clover yep. in at centre-half forward. Yep. Um, 147 games, won the best and fairest in 1929, was the champion of the colony, which was the then Brownlow medalist in 1921, won a Coleman medal for league-leading goal kicker at centre-half forward in 1922, and he was captain coach from 1922 to 24 and in 1927. He was the club president from 1956 to 1957. He was the club vice president from 1932 and then had a 20, or what, a 20-year run from 1935 to 1954. He was the club secretary from 1925 to 1926 and he was a member of a Carlton team of the century. So Fifth for all-time... Uh, everything above, wash the dishes. <laughs> you probably did that as well, to look, be honest. Look, Fifth for all-time goals look, again. as well. He's fifth, isn't he? Yes. So you've got the... Well, the no, no disrespect. No disrespect to old Paul Leaf, but uh, all those accomplishments <laughs> off the field, Timbo, I don't think it's going to help him on it. No, no, no. I take your point, but he, I guess, at the end of the day, I was trying to illustrate that this man is Carlton Royalty. They'll certainly help Absolutely. him, Fabian, if he's running against Jared Waite for any member of office at the Carlton Football Club. Jared Waite would probably <laughs> kick him in the, uh, in the old school. Gradle area. <laughs> Wadey might want to wait before, uh, pardon the pun, before coming back to try to claim a board member seat just quietly. Uh, and who's your other half-forward flanker, Timbo? Uh, my other half-forward flanker is Alex Jeselinko, yes. wearing number 25 for 256 games, four-time premiership player, best and fairest winner in 1975, captain the club in 75 and 76, was captain coach 78, 79, AFL team of the century, Carlton team of the century, club legend, AFL legend. Last man um, to coach, so, uh, last man to captain coach a premiership as well. Is that right? There and the only man to um, only man to kick a hundred goals for Carlton in a season. Yep. So correct. at the exactly. moment, he kicked a hundred exactly, didn't he? Uh, one twenty, I think, for the season itself, including. I know he did. It was in his, in his, It was one of the seasons where Hudson kicked a hundred and fifty, and Jeselinko some phenomenal figure and was like fourth on the, the leading goal kicker of the year. So we're just looking so, at it at the moment. You got you know Fev, 
Clover and Jezza. Um, so obviously, fair, as I said, uh, third on the list all time. Clover, I think, was fifth all time. And then you've got uh, Jezza, who's fourth all time. So third, fourth, and fifth all time goal kickers for um, Timbo and the evens, or the odds, I should say, in the forward line. So just on paper there, that, that wraps up, obviously, the front and back sixes. Uh, Sexton, Southby, and Simpson will uh, go head-to-head with Ken Hands, Brendan Favola, Eddie Betts. And across the halfback line, uh, Peter Motley, Jared Waite, and John James will have their hands full dealing with Jono, Horry Clover, and Jezza. I think on paper, got a lot of workmen, you know, a lot of very um, seasoned combatants down there, Fab. I yep. think it's all going to depend on Timbo's midfield and the supply, which I fear for you could be plentiful. Um, I'm fearing for me too, but I've got one. <laughs> oh, oh, when I get to it, I'll get to it. One. When I get. So, what do you make of it, uh, Fabian? How you, you? How do you see? Okay. That? What do I make of the the back line versus the forward line? Mm. I think I've come out of it okay. You come out of it okay. Yeah, it was the part of the ground that I thought I'd struggle with the most, and I've come out of it okay. Okay. When Tim gets to see my forward line, he might shit a brick. Oh, that's, that's a big call. That's like I said, you got third, fourth, and fifth all time sitting there. That's that's pretty handy. Yeah. You do have a couple of I handy guys. I, I I reckon you might have one and two, but just on the bulk of it, um, I, I might I might have ever, I may have ever dropped one of those. Oh no, you can't, you can't have <laughs> shit. Well, I'll explain. Well, that's the thing. I'm, I've I've done a true. I've tried to do a true selection and not. So you've left out the guy that's kicked the second I, if, most goals all time for the club, basically. Oh, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. But I'm not going to play eight full forwards just to appease. <laughs> oh shit! To appease people. Um, but yeah, I've tried to get balance of players play, playing players where they actually play. Okay, okay, I like it. I like it. You're a coach's coach. I get it. You're playing not to develop them. You want them to hit the ground running. We'll move, obviously, to the center line now and then um, rucks and followers. Fabian. Okay. Who... Yes. All right. I'll start with my, my center line. From the, from the wing, I'm going with uh, 1969 Best and Ferris, three-time premiership player, number six, Gary Crane. Great selection. Really, really good Picks selection. Himself. Picks himself. Really good pick. I like that. Okay. In the centre, the greatest Carlton footballer of all time on mm-hmm. footballing talent alone. You said he was Number top 10 two, in the competition. At the time, in the moments where we were speaking about him, yeah. Greg Williams, 109 games, 89 goals. Premiership, best and fairest, multiple All-Australians, MVPs. What else? Norm Smith. Brownlow? The greatest Carlton footballer ever. That's a, that, a giant call on the greatest, but he, he's obviously excellent, no doubt about it. Um, no, that's and very uh, good. on the other wing, on the other wing, a paisano uh, of mine, Scott Camporeale. Yes. Um, over 200 games, over 200 goals, premiership player, all Australian, best and fairest winner, Scotty Campo, in. I think, uh, I, think I like that. That played for Essendon. He did. We'll, we'll forgive him for that. He was forced out. He didn't like Pagan. He had to leave. He had to start fresh. What about your uh, centre line, Timbo? Uh, mine's not that good. Oh, um, Ross? How, the fuck, uh, how could your yeah. centre line not be any good? 
not a good line. It's, what? I, I, I look at it. And I think it. I think it looks a bit weak. Um, it, it, it lacks. It lacks speed. It lacks endurance. What? It lacks class. What? <laughs> we went over the play. No, we just, went over it, the players you had at your disposal over the weekend. Mate, it's t- unbelievable. <laughs> it is an unbelievable Get to it. line. Get to it. <laughs> All right. So uh, with an embarrassment of riches, it's, it's extraordinary. I've, uh, I've nominated Anthony Kudafidis on wing. Love it. Uh, and, of course, my Anthony Kudafidis is obviously pre-ACL. 95. Yeah, 97, 98 Kuda. Yeah, in fact, we could, we could go uh, 2000, 2000 vintage Anthony Kudafidis and he'd, uh, oh, it'd be scary what he would do. So, uh yeah. Obviously, sort of lucky, sort of lucky Hunt era, Anthony Kudafidis. <laughs> yeah. uh, AFL MVP, two-time All-Australian, captain of the club, 04 to 06, Anthony Kudafidis. Nice and easy there. Very. Uh, in the centre, I've got uh, my uh, I've got my vice captain actually. Okay. Is um, uh, three votes C Judd. Yes. Um, two hundred and seventy-nine career games. One more than Anthony Kudafidis, interestingly. One hundred and forty-five for Carlton. Uh, three-time best and fairest with us, four-time All-Australian with us, uh, one a Brownlow medal with us uh, from his uh, two careers, um, and uh, club captain 2008 to 2013. Curiously, and just the, only the vice captain. Second best sentiment on the ground. Good. Well done. Yeah, geez, he would run rings around Diesel. I love Diesel, but Juddy would, uh, he couldn't keep up with Juddy. Juddy would leave him merry dance. Diesel's only hope yeah. is got to get his not, hands not, on the pill. Get not, not, up, not after Diesel's punched him in the gut. <laughs> this is true. This is true. He may ask a question or two. <laughs> uh, my other wingman uh, is the 375-game veteran Craig Bradley. Yes. Um, again, just uh, just an embarrassment of riches there. Um Dual Premiership player, 87-95, three-time best and five-time All-Australian, um, club captain, 998 to 2002, and a member of the Carlton team. No, he's an absolute and the, had, had the greatest legends as well. Had the greatest monogram on his Guernsey of all time. It was eight times larger than <laughs> any other player. I made a point in that <laughs> in that long gestating video series I keep mentioning that I'm chipping away and I make that very point his monogram always was enormous it was like a superman it was like he had hand stitched it himself to just be bigger than everyone else's <laughs> he walked in crazy. on day one and said I'll do this one. like he felt bad for the property steward I'll, I'll do it I'll do it <laughs> I'd love to get to the bottom <laughs> yeah, got of it. it all wrong and he always had the really big sleeves as well Rattles Goonsies were always like the the gold gym style singlets with a big fat monogram it was extraordinary um, Fab who have you got uh, as your rucks as my rucks are in the ruck. This is probably um, a strong point for you, to be honest. Do- a little bit, oh, I, I, no. I, I think, I think. There's only one ruckman. You can only I have would. one ruckman. You can only select one man to be your ruckman. I'm going to say apologies to Big Nick, but I am going oh, with 287 gamer, 170 goal. People forget how good this play was because he became a bit of a Ricky joke of himself. But um, dual premiership player. Multiple best of Ferris, multiple All-Australian, Harry, Justin Madden. That's, just that's the only choice. I, I agree with you. All respect to Big Nick. Yeah. The only choice as your Ruckman is Justin Madden. Absolutely. And people, like I said, he, I think you're both insane. He nope. became a caricature towards the end and 
we love him for it, but people forget this, he, he nearly won a Brownlow. He was 137 he years old, Fab. Serious, serious, serious footballer, Justin Madden. Happy with that. I'm, I'm 100% in agreement. Big Mick, surely there'll be a place for him in your team. I don't want to preempt anything, but your starting ruck has to be Justin Madden, uh, best ruckman to ever play for us. Okay. Am I going? Am I going yes, to Yes, yes. This is how it works. You got to tell me who okay. your ruck rover and your rover is. Yeah, to me, ruck rover, rover. It's all the same bloody position. Let's be honest. Um, so, next two people in the middle. I've got this. This I had to toy a bit. I've, I've left out. There's a few people who I could have put in here. None of the ilk that Tim's going to mention. I'm a bit bereft <laughs> through the middle of the ground, but I'm going to go with number four, Bryce Gibbs. Okay. 231 games, 137 goals. Uh, a better Gibb. Played through, played through an era, and it would be good that when my dad's listening to this, he hears us talk a little bit about his boy, Bryce Gibb. I think we'll both agree. Or we'll I like agree. Gibb. I think we'll all agree, though, in, in defence of Gibbs. I don't actually think we ever, or we never gave him a prolonged look at playing no. in that, in that no. position, and I think he would have been exceptional playing in that position. There's a bit of what-ifs and, and the like going on here, but no, no, I, I like that. I reckon that's a good choice. Yep, and I'm also starting in the middle, number eight, three-time premiership football. Sorry, it might be even two, sorry, two-time premiership football, two-time BNS, 208 games, number eight, Trevor Keogh. That's a nice choice. Yep. Trevor, very, very good player. I, I do fear that on paper, at least... In the Carlton team of the century. Absolutely. I do fear for you, Fab, that on paper, Timbo's... I think I just reckon Timbo's oh, going to yeah, be, yeah, be a yeah, bit sexier. Yeah. Uh, but no, Trevor Kerr, like you said, fantastic uh, credentials, terrific player during a great era for the football club and um, very well decorated as a result. Who have you got, Timbo? So my Ruckman is the club captain in this game, Mike Fitzpatrick. Okay, like it. Um, uh, Captain Carlton to two premierships uh, and was just a massive leader on, on the ground. Obviously, having a, a Stephen Kernahan at your disposal in this sort of situation makes it a really easy decision to make. Not that I'm trying to steal your thunder because it's obviously not a surprise there at all, Fab, but um, I always thought Fitzpatrick was a, was a giant on the field, both... Um, uh, Metaphorically, as well as, or metaphorically, is figuratively, isn't it? Uh, I think as we, I think as though if you sure. look at a game like this, as silly as, it is, and as, as, as fanciful yeah. as it is, this all-star concept, if they're playing a one-off, it's a bit of fun, whatever. But you do need the ability to handle egos, manage and massage, you know, big characters, and you know, hold the respect of your playing group. And I think Fitzy fits the bill perfectly. Absolutely, and he, he was my favourite player as a, as a young boy. He was the first first number I ever had on a uh, a, a jersey was Mike Fitzpatrick's. So uh, always always going to be a soft spot there um, for him. Um, even though uh, in his time at the AFL, he might not have looked after us as much as he probably could have, but uh, but obviously was the best and fairest winner as well, and captain the club for four seasons. So uh, to me, he went. We were a little bereft at Ruckman. We didn't have the um, protective choice that Fab had, but was more than happy to lock him in there. I think he'll certainly uh, give my Harry Rover. a uh, run for his money. But yeah, who's your Rover, sorry? Uh, well, my Ruck Rover, I, I actually really 
challenging decision to make because Serge Silvani uh, was the ruck rover in the Carlton team of the century, but unfortunately he had to make way for um, the youth and uh, young Paddy Cripps, 102 games played to me. Um, the sort of football that he's playing and the career that he's putting together, I'm very comfortable in moving Serge Silvani aside. Uh, he's obviously already won three best and fairest, two All-Australians, won an AFL MVP, come runner-up in another one, and uh, he's the current club captain. So very comfortable with Paddy Cripps at Rucker Over. I've got a call um, for you on Paddy Cripps. I think that before long, before um, in the next decade or so, um, our best and fairest will be called the Nichols Cripps Medal. Yeah, look, I can definitely see it happening. It's, um, there's certainly a lot of talent at the football club at the moment. You'd love to see a few other people that are jostling for position on uh, best and fairest nights, but you can certainly see him racking up quite a few. So, um, And if others can get ahead of him, well, it's just a good thing for the, car, for the footy club, I would have thought. Absolutely. Um, my, my rover, I, I, it was funny. As I said, in a lot of positions, you just knew who was going to be the player. And at Rover, I, I I had to actually really stretch myself and try and sort of see who else was there, but ultimately just kept coming back to Mark Murphy. So yeah. Murph's had 268 games. He's a two-time best and fairest winner, obviously in the era where Chris Judd was dominating. Uh, one-time All-Australian as captain of the club and, uh, and also won an AFL Coaches Player of the Year. So um, you think he's absolute best football which clearly was 2011, that sort of football is absolutely, he'd comfortably rub shoulders with these lot. And, and he's a genuine rover and would fit the bill really well, in my opinion. You don't need to convince anyone here about Murph's credentials. He's no, mate, an absolutely terrific player uh, and, and one that we... Uh, well, it's just, uh, yeah. I just wasn't sure whether he's one of our absolute greatest when you pull apart you know, 150 years of history and, well, 110 years of wearing numbers anyway. And uh, and yeah, I just I just had to check myself to say, well, that, does he belong here? And the more you looked at it, you thought, yeah, absolutely, he does. So I think he's a guy. Good, who, good that he gets good that he gets the recognition. Yeah, and we've spoken about it in in the past and in different topics that he's a player who, for some reason, seems to be judged more harshly than others for playing in a in a difficult era. Um, you know, he's been a really yep. exceptional player for us and. Uh, like I said, in that little project video I've been putting together, you, you go back and look at highlights and um, some of the highlights take you right back to what is ultimately the start of Murph's career. And he was outstanding. He was one of the finest first-year players um, to have ever burst onto the scene, really, you know, playing in an absolutely awful team. No he was exceptional. So um, obviously that, that wraps up our um, centre lines and our rucks uh, at the moment. We've got Fabian's gone with a six of uh, Crane, Greg Williams, Camporeale, with um, Justin Madden, Bryce Gibb, and Trevor Keogh. That'll match up against Tim. Tim's, he's packing a lot of firepower here, Fab. He's packing a lot of punch. Cuda, Judd, Brattles, Fitzy, Cripps, and Murphy is frightening. Diesel could take him. It's like the only, your only chance is Diesel breaks all their jaws. <laughs> Uh, other than that, if, I'm, if, I'm worried. If Harry, if Harry taps it down Diesel's throat and we get a clearance, 
that's it. That's all we need. Your only concern... Judd can run all he wants. I've heard that, um, or I've got it on good authority, that uh, Timbo's enlisted the services of Neil Danaher to come down and watch uh, Harry's work at training. And he's going to map out all of Harry's uh, tap patterns and the like, and you're going to be cut up in the first quarter, and that'll be that. Doubtful. Move on. <laughs> Doubtful. What are we up to now? We're up to Fabian's uh, centre half back, or half back line, I should say. No, half, half forward. Half line. forward. Half forward line, sorry. Okay, so here I've, I genuinely think you can play the position, you know, the whole centre half forward or mm. playing a couple of taller players on the half forward line. But, you know, I've, like I said, I've kept balance and there might be questionable selection here by some, but yeah. I think I've gone with pretty good lineup here. So on the half forward flank, I've gone with number eight, Lance Whitnell. Half forward flank? Games. Flank, 348 goals. All-Australian leading goal kicker on three occasions. BNF, captain of the club, Lance Whitnell. He's also won uh, one visit to the Fat Farm away from a free visit. Yep, and played goalkeeper for our indoor soccer team. Um, How'd he go? Very well. He came straight off the indoor um, volleyball court, beach volleyball court. But she was doing that when he had dodgy knees. It was just... <laughs> Um, at centre half forward, is it the great band? Uh, number at centre half. I've had to, like I said, I've had to manipulate it a bit. Centre half forward, two hundred and eighteen games, three hundred and sixty-seven goals, three-time premiership player, um, twice led the goal kicking. My vice captain. Mm-hmm. I know where you're going here, Robert. Robert Wall. Good pick, Wallsy. Good selection. Like it. It's one of those things where he has to be my side, and I had the luxury of shifting a few people around. But Robert Walls is my centre. No, well, obviously he. Um... Question: Wouldn't Walls have been more uh, a better decision at half forward flank with Whitnall than half forward? We can move him around. We can interchange, Tim. <laughs> we can move around. <laughs> well, look. But I need um... Walls. great. Uh, arguably, his greatest day. Of course, he was best on ground in the seventy-two grand final. Kick seven, I think. In a in seven, that, uh, yeah. outstanding win, so um, I reckon that's a very good pick. He's seventh all time for goals kicked for the club as well. So Fabs, he's starting to get a bit of firepower back. Now I just need someone in and around their feet, just uh, just in case there's a bit of a crumb around the half Matthew forward Wright. line. You know, maybe someone from the Mosquito Fleet. You know, 130 games. Yeah. 148 goals, three-time premiership player, a man with extraordinarily hairy shoulders, <laughs> Alex Marku. Alex Marku. He, yeah, he was an extraordinarily hairy man. There's no doubt about it. Why don't he just shave his shoulders down? I don't know. The, the footy card photo of him at the Saints, where the hair and the shoulder hair all blends in. It's all one. <laughs> Remarkable. Yeah, it's... But yeah, Alex, Alex, Alex Marku... Another one of those players where he's kind of his persona, he's kind of, you know, the whole the mystique around Alex being a bit of a playboy overshadows the fact that he was a he was a serious footballer in an era where we were serious team. Know, exceptionally good. So, you know, three time premiership player, averaged more than a goal a game, part of the infamous mosquito fleet. Um he gets the nod. I reckon that's no, I reckon that's an excellent, excellent, excellent pick, Alex Marcou. Um, who are they going up against, Timbo? Uh, well, I'll, I'll switch my flankers just to get my size 
matchups right. So uh, Bruce Dool is going to play on Lance Whitnell. Yeah. Um, and uh, would would certainly make for a very tough day out for old Lance, I would have thought. Um, 356 games for Bruce Dool, four-time Premiership player, four-time best and fairest, Carlton team of the century, AFL team of the century. One of those players that... Ooh, we're just losing you a bit, Timbo. Are you moving? Yeah, Timbo, talking to your microphone. Stop moving. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes, he's yes, waxing, waxing about Bruce Good. Dool, and rightly so. I mean, as, as you've touched on, superstar. Four BNFs, four flags. Um, just, yeah, extraordinary player. And one of those players, one of those rare players who um, I suppose has the universal love and acclaim of all of his opponents, everyone he ever played from. You never hear a bad word said about him. Um, superstar. Can I substitute Lance Whitnell for Helen D'Amico? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it. She didn't slow him down. He just didn't know what to do. Um, <laughs> it's actually funny, your comment before, Fab, where you talked about Greg Williams being the best player who have ever played for, for Carlton. Um, I reckon some would say you could actually, you, you could seriously consider Bruce Dool in that sentence as well. And just, he, he wasn't glamorous. He, he was lauded by everybody around him, but he just, he, he obviously never sought the limelight. And he was, um, uh, if, if he was a bigger personality and commanded more attention and gave more of himself as a personality, um, it'd, be a, it'd be really interesting to see how he would be remembered. Um, but because he had that mystique around him, um, it, uh, it, it possibly, again, possibly robbed him of even higher regard, but um, certainly the, one of our um, absolute greats. Who was the Essendon asshole who took his headband? He threw it into the, into the sea. Uh, Someone took it one day, and an urban legend or not, it was this classic Bruce Dool story. Someone took his headband off, threw it away, whatever, being an asshole, and he just produced a spare one from his sock. <laughs> it was unflappable. Just, him to well, he, was, he was the unflappable superstar, so uh, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. I thought it was a Sydney player that didn't. I thought it might have either been um, Stevie Wright or Bernie Evans. But Bernie? Stevie Wright. Was Bernie. Bernie Easy Beat. <laughs> no. They were skint at one point when they went to Sydney. Who were you going to centre-half uh, back, Timbo? Uh, centre-half back, another player that just uh, um, picked himself. Um, Bert Deacon, number seven. Mm. Uh, 106 games, played 1947, Brownlow medalist, won that club best and fairest that year, and later went on to become another club vice president and club secretary in 1970 to 1974 as well. So, Well, I'll tell you um, what, Timbo, you're building a team of, if nothing else, if your tenure doesn't go well, they're the coming, boardroom they're is coming great, for Timbo. you. The boardroom is phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> and who's on your but, other uh, side? When you read the articles about... Oh, go on. No, no, I was just going to say, the couple of things that I read, they talked about him as being one of the absolute superstar defenders of his era. Um, and uh, and and because uh, there was one other season where another one of our Brownlow medalists, Gordon Collis, uh, played centre-half back as well. But in talking to Dad, he sort of said he was just, he was a player that just had one stellar season, whereas Bert Deacon across his whole career was just a, an absolute star at centre-half back. So, again... So good they named the university after him. It's not spelt the same. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, spelled that way. But anyway, let's write I know, on. I know. <laughs> uh, and my last, my other halfback flanker, and there was plenty of players that could get positions on my, you know, there was a couple of positions on the back line and it was trying to 
was hard to try to work out who to put where, but ultimately I've always seen this guy as a half-back flanker. So I put in Andrew Mackay. Um, McKay, McKay, we can call him McKay, don't we? McKay. So 244 games played, one best and fairest, four-time All-Australian. Um, you know, just a star. Um, just so incredibly reliable. So, um, but yet had the run and dash and dare and creativity. So he gets He'd get the gig on Alex Marcou, which I reckon would be an absolutely sensational matchup. Well, one, well, of them, so. one of them's got lots of well, hair. One of them's got none. So, well, know. I love, I love Macca, and I, I'm not questioning the selection at all. But you're playing Cooter on the wing, and he'll just be waiting for Ange to kick in the ball, and you haven't selected Ange Christo. Well, in fairness, that's interesting. Yeah, but the, so, yeah, and as you say, Ange Christo's best football. Harry Crane is going to be running amok on that wing. <laughs> <laughs> well, when, before Ange had the, um, uh, the 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 back issue, um, yeah, look that that footballer, and unfortunately, it was all too you know too fleeting. And if we'd seen an Ange Christo across a ten and fifteen year career um, at his absolute peak, he yeah, it would have been crazy good. I reckon. Can I can I preempt? Can I have a guess, Fab, as to yeah. your full forward is quite clearly Warren Ralph. Quite clearly, no. Your full forward is quite clearly That's so disrespectful to James Cook. It's not funny. <laughs> uh, you, you've obviously got sticks as your full forward, which makes two hundred and fifty-one games, seven hundred and thirty-eight goals, premierships, best and fairest, seven-time All Australian. What else does this bloke need to do? Well, nothing. He's absolute superstar. I, he's. He, I think he's and my, my captain. I, yeah, I think he's my favourite Carlton player of all time. Um. He's an absolute superstar in every sense of the word. Um, yeah, you, you'll get no disagreement from me on that. Is there a place yep. in one of your pockets, please tell me that there is, is there a place for Maddie Lappin? Okay, well, I'll go, can I, I'll go through it because this is my favourite, my favourite line. This is the – okay. Um, okay, so obviously at full forward, I've got uh, Sticks Kernahan, which we've gone through. In one pocket – It's got to be the man. It has to be the ball. I've got dual premiership player, 370 goals, 260, uh, 36 games, number 14, Rod Ashman. Great pick. The Ash can. So, so Ashman in one pocket, Sticks Kernahan in the other. Sorry, at full forward. And in the other pocket, I have 196 games, 221 goals, leading goal kicker in 2001. Matthew Skinny Lappin. Yeah, superb pick. Had to be Matty Lappin. Um, look, I think I think Ashman is an excellent pick. Uh, another one of those guys we spoke about. Fab's team potentially leaning pretty heavily into a particular era, and um, and Ashman absolutely comes from that era and joins. You've obviously got um, Southby was at the tail end of that clearly, but Alex Marcuse from there. Um, there was another one we've got. Uh, Trevor Keos from that era. Um, you've got a couple of guys that are floating around, you know, around about that time, um, and it makes absolutely perfect sense. So, very good pick, and then you know, Skinny Lappin, absolutely superb, and you can flick him into a half back flank if you're in trouble, as I suspect you will be. <laughs> uh, your no, full... I won't be because <laughs> you won't be. Is it all? Is it, does it all hinge on Gary Crane controlling that wing with Cooter? It's it's Harry down a diesel. Paul gets delivered in, 
Wolsey lands takes care of it. If not, Marku mops it up. And then once it gets inside 50, you're stuck. And, and Timbo, and you've got my favourite Carlton footballer of all time in there. And well, he, we assume. He, he won't know what's wrong with I didn't, real, I didn't realise you are a big uh, Burt Deacon fan. All right, Timbo, who is your uh, first back pocket? My first back pocket, I, um, I, I named a tall defender and a, a small defender to go with my full back. So I selected David Swan Mackay wearing number Excellent. 43. Great pick. With 263 games played and four-time premiership player. Um, certainly existed in an era with some absolute stars around him, but for you know twelve plus years, he was just uh, you know as they sort of said, he was a high leaping um, uh, defender, um, super reliable. Rarely got in, injured until very very late in his career. You know, went down in nineteen eighty, and a lot of people seem to think that that injury cost us a lot. And, Potentially robbed us of our chance of winning four in a row, which would have been phenomenal. I can't remember um, specifically, but I, I get. I think David Parkin was once um, quoted as saying, "I think it was Mackay, where he said he's the only player who he unsuccessfully tried to talk into, you know, continue playing." And he sort of yep. said, "You know, you can keep going, you can keep going," and Fawn just said he sort of had enough and was going to call it a day and. He said that was sort of the only one where, in his heart of hearts, Parko believed he could have played on. You know, sometimes you're kind of going, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe you got another in here, maybe. But he said, look, you know, David absolutely could have played on had he chosen to, and he and he said, I tried everything I could to get him to do that, but um, just couldn't couldn't sway him. So, no, absolute superstar. Like you said. say, you play one more year, he ends up our, our, would have been our only uh, our five five time Premiership player. Um, if he'd hung around and, uh, and you know, all things remain the same, you know, we win the premiership at 82. So um, um, certainly a stellar career. Not, not one of the mega stars um, in as far as, you know, the, the players that are lauded at the highest level. But when you look at the record, you know, four-time premiership play, you sit there and go, mate, you're, you're in. Now, there's absolutely um, no intrigue about who your fullback is. So let's just... It's a fait accompli. We'll go through the motions. We'll yes, afford yes. him the ceremony so, he deserves. Seven-time seven All-Australian. Yeah. Yes. He's an absolute star. <laughs> um, team of the century, Carlton team of the century, legend, etc. He speaks it, for itself. It produces the matchup that was the backyard matchup of my childhood. You know, if you were playing full forward, you were sticks. And if you were playing full back, you were, you were soft. And to have these two playing on each other, it's just, did they ever they they pitted wits a couple of times? Training. State this, of origin. This, this is training. This is, yeah, but they would have been on each other pre-seasons training all the time, and it's just two of the greats of the club. And most of the time, state of origin, you'd often have and um, invariably it was Chris Langford that would go out too. So you often didn't always see Silvani playing on Kerrang. That is no. true. That is true. So, who is your uh, final? He was another guy that often played there. Very true. He was a big guy, big burly guy. Uh, who was your final back pocket? Now, I'm hoping it's a name. I hope I'm hoping you're going to give me a name. Who is it? Well, I I wrestled with this one, um, and in the end, I thought I, I put the best what I considered to be the better player in, as opposed to. Um, the more 
the, the, the more premierships. So I, at first look, I thought I was going to put Wayne Harms in. Yeah, he's, he's the one I wanted player. you. He's the one I wanted you to go for. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I waxed and Wayne with, um, with, with Harmsy. I, um, and I loved Wayne Harms growing up. And, and obviously, to be part of one of the greatest highlights of the football club, you almost sort of think he almost needs to be in there um, on on that alone. But in the end, I I went with Bruce Combin, who yeah. was um, two-time best and fairest, um, club captain, a member of the Carlton team, the centre in the back pocket. Um, and, and he was sort of picked in that side being the resting rover, um, but certainly extremely highly regarded. And, and I went back and looked at Wayne Harms's record and I thought, if you want a best and fairest, I'm putting you in. Um, because you thought, how did two best and fairest versus three premierships go? In the end, I thought, you know what, I'm sticking with the bike that's, that, that's been regarded as our best player of an era. Um, yet, as I said, if Wayne Harms had have won a best and fairest, I reckon that would have tipped him over the edge. So in a really tight go, Bruce Combin in the back pocket. Okay, okay. So that, that sets up. We've got, uh, obviously, Fab's half-forward line, Whitnell Walls and the hairiest man on the field, Alex Marcoux. Uh, Tim's half-back line is Bruce Dalbert, Deacon and Andrew Mackay. Fab at full forward, got the Ash Can, Rod Ashman, Stephen Kernahan, his captain, and Matty Lappin. And Tim's full-back line is David Mackay, Stephen Silvani, and Bruce Combin. I reckon that's actually, on paper, it's actually not as bad as I was fearing. We're talking about in, in as far as all time greats of the can match that forward line. I just reckon you're I'll, not going to match it. Don't go. Don't go too far. Yeah. yeah. I, I reckon. I reckon Fab uh, has come out of that okay. Thank you. I reckon that's not a bad pick at all. Um, how do you see it going, Tim? Are you happy with those selections? Oh no, I'm absolutely wrapped with my selections. I mean, the, the only the only apology that I reckon I had to make throughout it was. Um, was peak Sam Doherty prior mm. to doing two knees. Got, uh, you know, I've got a couple of very, guys. very best. He was. I've got a couple of guys that um, that. Uh, well, it's not mentioned until we go through the bench. That's oh, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm hanging out. I'm hanging out for a few of the few names that are missing. You need you need some balance on, in your bench, Timbo. You just don't go name four superstars. You need. I want a story behind each. Election. There's one I'm on Tim. I'm I'm hanging out for. There's there's a name with Tim's bench. I'm really hoping there. He, oh, I've got a whole theory about why he's the perfect player for this team. Fabian, we'll start with your bench. Well, I've I've, I've pretty much given you a a pretty good balanced side that is. It's, you know, I haven't gone controversial, but knowing you know me there was there's always going to be one I was going to throw up that was going to be a little bit left of center love it and whilst to me you need a, a, a rotating ruck forward someone who's athletic can move around the ground can wreak havoc played very good football at Carlton uh, one of best and fairest played only 41 games oh but no Corey McKernan He's put Corey McKernan in at Carlton ahead of John Nichols. Uh, <laughs> Corey, uh, John Nichols couldn't go forward, play centre half forward. Uh, kick he kicked six in the nineteen seventy grand final, seventy two grand final. 
here's the funny thing. When I, give a when, I was putting together, when I was putting together these notes, I was sort of going through them and I was thinking, just for my own sake, my own notes, I've got them here on the spreadsheets. With Timbo's uh, odds team, I think I've got, I just thought, oh, who's he going to pick? Uh, who's he going to be? I've got 44 names. So I thought, you know, I'm going to miss a couple here and there. Don't be too hung up about it. But these are the guys I think Timbo will go for. With Fabian's evens, he's such just a wild man. I've got 78. <laughs> where I thought he could, pick, oh, wow. he could pick just about anybody from this list. I've got some crazy Did names. you have Corey? No. Did you have Corey? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, got... nah, in all seriousness, his best football was at North Melbourne. You know, dual premiership player, should have won a Brownlow. Yaddy yaddy. But Mate, I had no idea what you're thinking. Very, you know what? He came for a, he came for two seasons. Was our best player. Was our best player. Slim field. Average more than a goal a game. Um, can ruck. I'm, he's in there for balance for me. He can ruck. He can play forward. You know what I'll give you? Athletic. He's a bit of X factor. You, you, X factor. You, you, you yourself don't even 100%. know. When you send him out onto the field, when you say, Corey, get out there first change you're on, you don't even know what you're going to get. Well, I can tell you one thing that I'm happy about is on field, I've got Swan Mackay lined up on Rod Ashman. I'm very happy that I can actually put Mackay back to the bench and when Corey comes on, just throw him on it and that's going to be a better matchup. <laughs> Who's your second bench? I'll, you've started very strong, Fab. Okay. Okay, so that's my... I need to, I need to give Harry a chop out. Um, so I've gone with some forward... Firepower, number 22, played 204 games, 722 goals, eight-time leading goal kicker. He's not a Coleman medalist because it wasn't called the Coleman medal when he won it in uh, part of the 1938 premiership side, Harry Soapy Valance. Yeah, has to be in your team. Harry absolutely has to be in your team. I think that's that's probably one of the first sensible decisions you've made, to be honest. <laughs> I've just named 20 players in short, so that's the first. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, fucking Soapy. He's a Hall of, Soapy Valance, a Hall of Fame legend, team of the century, leading goal kicker, like you said, eight times. He's a two-time, uh, sorry, number two all-time for goals. Has to be in your team. So I've got one and two. Yes. So I don't think I'm going to struggle for goals. No. Well, who's your third player on the bench? Oh, okay, well, sorry. So now, now I'm starting to get a little bit indulgent. Okay. Um, this is where Fab gets good. This is where Fab gets funny. Followed, nah, followed this bloke's career. This, um, this, this, through my childhood and later teen years, um, you know, a, a notorious player, you know, a notorious figure through the club, um, loved yes. by all. Yeah, I, I get player. it. I'm already putting his name down. 1998, best and fairest. 1998, no. best and fairest? 1998, best and fairest, produced a tackle... Of oh, the yeah. decade, yeah, oh, sorry, yeah. of, of the century. I've got Dog Fraser Brown. Okay, I like that. He's going to give you a bit of fight, going to give you, no pun intended again, a bit of bark. I don't mind that. Can play a bit forward, can play on ball. Um, I, I need I need some midfield power because Tim, Tim Bo has blown me at the water. He's got the midfield superstars littered through that side. So Fraser Brown um, like went it. into the middle, full time in the premiership of 95 and... Uh, we all know what happened then. So, Absolutely. And your Doggy final Brown. player on the bench. Well, this is where I'm going to... You might you might call a technicality. Here. Yeah, I'm just waiting. Okay. I was waiting for some shifty bullshit. Who is it? So no goals, no premiership. Oh, you're not, you can't. You, you, is this the guy you spoke to me about earlier? Number 34, Sam Flip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
So no going to be Sam Walsh for sure. Well, so no, 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 okay, no, just. I was going to say, I was going to say, is he, just, is he rivaling uh, Alex Marcou? Is he? So look, there's a few players that you know, and shout out look, Nick Stephen, um, mm. three-time Premiership player, Ian Robertson. Yep. You know, I actually toyed with Sammy Walsh because I am, I needed a bit of leg speed around the ground, but I just couldn't put him in. There's but, a, for me, there's a really obvious guy that you've. That's I've gone with some wow factor. Oh no! Um, just, just. 65 games, but explosive games. Two-time Premiership player, Peter Bazzucco. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. That's okay. Buzz, no, superstar. So um, one of those guys who, you know, obviously um, went back to Perth and Willy Woney return and had the injury. He punched a plate glass window and unfortunately he was set to return, but that put pay um, to any hopes of that. Uh, oh, look, I like that. As you said, more X Factor off the bench, a bit of... Um, Bit of pizzazz, and in, in a game like this, I think he's actually quite a sensible choice. To be honest, I think he'll he'll light and things up. Apologies, apologies to to the big number twenty eight, who I really wanted to put in the side. He should have been in. Ian Prendergast would have. Do you want me? His first emergency. His first emergency. <laughs> Do you want me to go through? You actually, as you would have faced Fab when you were putting this team together, your list seemed to thin out. A little bit quicker, um, you know, for people of a certain age. <laughs> a lot quicker. <laughs> for people of a certain age, there are a number of players there that are absolutely in the team. Who they've seen these guys play, and they're absolute stars. Could I go through a few guys who don't rate a mention, and I could just get an explanation as to why they're they're not in the twenty-two? Absolutely, go for it. We'll start at the top. John Nichols. Um, I just thought well, you got to go with one key ruckman. I don't. I'm not putting. Corey McKernan ahead of John Nichols. It's just Corey gives me a bit more balance. But in a head-to-head against Justin Madden, um, I just I prefer Harry. There's, there's no no other explanation. Okay. So that's why he misses. I'm, I'm not carrying three right now. The next name is a bit of recency bias. Um, and I think that we Carlton fans underestimate just how terrific this guy was. And I think in a game like this, again, this guy would be very handy for you. He actually qualifies for you twice. Aaron Hamill. Aaron Hamill is not going to displace. Wasn't when I was looking at a centre half forward. There was Lance. There was Robert Walls. There was Sticks. And Sticks, obviously, I could drop back to full forward. He did play a large chunk of his career at full forward. So wasn't going to displace Robert Walls. Wasn't going to displace Lance. But for me, McKernan, Corey, Corey's the X factor. I'm telling you, he's not in there. I'm not. I don't have him at centre half forward or the ruck necessarily, but he can play a bit of everything. So he's my. You also didn't have. He's, he's my. You, you didn't have a place as well man, for so. a couple of. Uh, just trying to do my maths here. A couple of triple yep. Premiership players in Adrian. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Adrian Gallagher and Adrian Jimmy Gallagher Buc- missed out. Yep. Jimmy Buckley. Alex Marku, Jimmy Buckley. I was just. Looking for the great, the, the best. I was trying to fit the best in their actual position. So yeah, there's a few blokes who, who obviously are very, very, very good footballers who just missed out. But um, like Mark McClure. Yes. How am I putting Mark McClure in the side when I've got Sophie Valance and Stephen Kernan playing? It? And I've got, I've so. just got, I've got two more for you, uh, Percy. No. Four-time Premiership uh, player. Yeah, I appreciate that. I just where, where, who was I displacing? Corey McKernan. 
Can't you? Here's my X factor, man. Okay. And then lastly, Zusto's my wow factor. Corey's my X factor. <laughs> and then lastly, there's a guy here who I just reckon. To be honest, I just I think there could have been a spot on Gary Crane is a, a super player, great pedigree. Mm-hmm. I reckon there's a guy by the name of David Glaskett who's a little bit stiff to not be in your 22. Three-time premiership player, um, absolute yep. superstar of that era. I don't, I don't disagree. Now I was looking through it. I, he was in and in and around it. Jimmy Buckley was in and around. Um, it, unfortunately, there's only 22 spots. They're all champions um, in your eyes. They're all champions in your opinion. Well, you know, David Reese jones Matty Allen, Nick Stevens. Reese is like, you know Reese I mean? is a little unlucky. Only. When I went through number by number, this, I'm going to give this bloke a shout out because I think for what he's done of, of recent times, he was never going to make my side. But when I went through the numbers, I put down number 14. I wrote Liam Jones. Now, like I said, he's never—he was never going to make the side. But the fact that he's popping into my head is mm-hmm. a um, testament to the bloke. I agree. I agree. Been good footy the last few. Mind years. you, Brad, Brad Fisher. I've also got a, you know, got jotted down. I got a soft spot for Fish. Oh, it just so if, if if you yeah. played him here, that'd be his hundredth game. So it's almost worthwhile. Um, excellent. We'll go to Timbo's interchange bench now. Who's your first man on the pine? My first man on the pine is a triple premiership player. Uh, he's a four-time All-Australian, mm-hmm. member of the Carlton team of the century, and used to was possibly the possibly the most courageous player who have ever played the game. Yes. Number nine, Ken Hunter. Yep. Surprising Excellent. that he, I mean, he came across from WA and he only ended up actually playing 147 games for Carlton, um, and I think he was on the board for a while too as well. So he qualifies for the uh, the off-field. Uh, <laughs> The off-field uh, uh, requirement to be able to get in the uh, the odds team of the century. I think he actually um, might be his but birthday he was, today. Did I see something on Twitter about fact. that? Was there something about him the other recently? I could be completely wrong on that, but no, that, I think that's an excellent pick, Timbo. Yeah, I just and again the, the flexibility that he gives you as a player. You can play him on a wing, you can play him on a half back, but his best quality was definitely half forward flank. And again, once when, when you've got. Um, when you've got Wayne Johnston and Alex Jeselinko in your team, as much as you like Ken Hunter, you're sitting there and you're going, I either have to find another spot for you or you're one of the first named on the on the bench. So, again, flexibility. can play a little bit taller as well. Um, on field, my side's actually quite tall because I had Hands, Favola, Clover, Jeselinko on the forward line and I had um, Deacon, Dool, Mackay, Silvani. Um on field in defence, so I've sort of earned a little bit more utility midfield on my bench um, by choice. Ken Hands was my backup ruckman, um, Fab, just in case you're wondering. Um, my defender utility that I put in, um, these opportunities to trawl through the history books gave me the opportunities, and, and there's a little bit of an asterisk on this one, there was a fellow by the name of Elf Board, B-A-U-D, who were number 25, for Carlton. Jesus Christ. He played 53 games for us and he was a premiership player in 1914 and in 1915. He was our premiership captain in 1915. However, and this is where the asterisk comes in, he captained the club and he wore number 18 in that premiership year. So he actually qualified for both sides. Played 34 games in number 25 in 19 
in number 18. I don't reckon um, Fab's going to challenge you for all. What's his first name? Elf. Elf. I think you can have Elf, I reckon. Fab? Yeah. Hey, you, can take, you can take Elf. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, this but, might, uh, this might stagger in reading you, about uh, him... Timbo, this might stagger you. He's actually not on my short list here of names. There you go. Well, it's, it's actually interesting. Roy Kazali wrote in the Sporting Globe in 1937 about Elf Ford, and he said he could play anywhere. He said, I think that Ford, by comparison, would have made Hayden Button look ordinary. Wow, that's Which high is a praise. fair call. That's high he, praise. <laughs> high praise. Said Ford would have been a football sensation had it not been for the war. Wow. And as they said, strong praise indeed from one of the game's greatest players, talking about the second youngest player to captain a premiership team behind Collingwood's Murray Wiedemann. I'm very, um, very nervous. The unfortunate... I'm very nervous, Timbo. You've only got two spots left in your team here with Kenny and Elf being named on the bench. There is a name that I'm yet to hear. Well, we'll get there. The one thing I just wanted to add about my boy Elf is he went to war and um, and was involved in action at Anzac Ridge. And they said an enemy shell exploded nearby and a shrapnel splinter smashed into Elf's face fracturing his skull and destroying his left eye. He was rushed to hospital with his, where his life hung in the balance for some days. Field Dr. Davis. He's working on the front no, lines now. <laughs> Listen, I'm just reading this. These aren't my words. Lieutenant but, Davis. Um, but he repatriated um, back in Melbourne and uh, and, and returned and um, lived, a, lived a good life thereafter. But obviously, um, in losing an eye, never played footy again. So, um, this is like MASH. But it would have been Timbo's fascinating to see what, 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 what sort of a footballer he could have been if he could have put more than 53 games together. Okay, I like it. Jesus, it's a, it's a, it's you've, a, you've turned into Tony DeBolfo. Just, <laughs> it's a very, just, uh, very left-field choice, but it's your choice. Who's your third name on the bench? Okay, so I've just gone midfield, midfield for my last two. Um, the first of the two is one Sergio Silvani, okay. who is obviously 239-game player, um, two-time premiership, two-time was a club captain, is um, one of the Carlton legends, or um, yeah, legend, and uh, team of the century. Uh, and obviously we know the legacy that he holds. Um, with the wider football club with a family name. So he was... He's like a, a racehorse, Timbo, siring, uh, siring war champions. It's great. Yes, absolutely. And my lucky last... Come on, give it to me, Timbo. be your man or not. Give it to me, Timbo. You have to give is, me this uh, guy. Well, this guy actually qualifies for the odd team three times because he wore number 11, number 19, and number 29. There's a fellow by the name of Rod McGregor. And Rod McGregor is a four-time premiership player, having won in 1906, 1908, 1914, and 1915. Unfortunately, he missed our three premierships in a row because he missed the 1907 grand final with a broken nose. He was the club Soft. captain in 1918, and he was a member of the Carlton team of the century. Now, I've got a bone um, to pick with retired, you. You teased well, me, Well, he, he's retired on 236 games, which was a then VFL record. So he, he is one of the absolute doyens of the game. You are trying to get cheap fan points. That is all this is, your selection of Elf and Rod. That's all it is. You had the man staring you in the face, the most obvious pick for your 22nd man named the Rhino. Had to be in this team. He had to be in this team because well, I, you shake your head, Fab. You lost. You, that's it. You've you've lost your nerve. No, no, no. Hear me, hear me said, out. Hear you me said out. he was going to pick him at number one. Fab, you're going to agree with me on this. Hear me out. This is my rationale for the Rhino. This team on talent, the Rhino's nowhere near it. 
let's just put that on the table. But I would not write. I would write. There's there is no name in Carlton history, apart from the other names, the other twenty one you've got, who I would want coming from the bench, late in a half, running on top of the ground, dealing with all those other champions, lifting, wow lifting to the level of the occasion. He is the ultimate all star wild card. Is the Rhino? Let me ask you this question, Timbo. Name yeah. another player in AFL VFL history at any club who has been carried from the ground after just 50 games of football. Saluting a rapturous crowd as well. <laughs> he, was, he was loved. He was absolutely loved. Imagine no that. Imagine Tim, and, and I must say, the night, as the night he uh, did his knee on the shifting sand, uh, shifting turf of, um, of uh, Waverley Park was one of the most devastating moments of my football supporting life. Timbo, just imagine it, okay? You've got a very strong team, a very strong midfield. You know, the forwards look very dangerous. Imagine... Jono, he's run himself into the ground a bit. He needs a rest late in the half, late in the quarter. Send on the Rhino. you got five minutes, Rhino. He would give you 175. He'd give you DeLuca-style redlining effort. And he'd be, he'd, be running on, he'd be running on top of the ground. He'd be slotting goals from 45. He'd be G and the teammates and the crowd up. He is – you think about all these all-star games. There's always one player who, when the teams run out, you think, he's out of place who just rises to the occasion. The better players around him make him better. He's got that spunk about him, that strut. I reckon you've really missed a I trick. Don't li- I don't like agreeing with him, Timbo, but he's, he's making some good points. You've lost your nerve. Imagine well, the war there, there of the crowd. Several, there were several apologies in putting this team together. Um, I do have a list of players that I've also missed out on. I do, I do. I just, I just think the roar of the crowd when the Rhino came from the bench especially if the game was over, because he would just kick a bunch of cheap junk time goals. Um, so, look, you're, you're probably, to be honest with you, you're probably only missing a couple who you would argue are very stiff. Um, yep. you, you mentioned, I think, earlier Gordon Collis, who, who whilst he's a Brownlow medalist, uh, only played the 95 games um, and really, by reports, only had that one standout season, as you mentioned. Um, a guy who I reckon is a little bit stiff, skillful and enigmatic, a favourite of his era, is uh, Brent Croswell, number yeah, 17. Yeah. He, he's, I, he's someone who... I, I, I talked about him with Dad, and the, the only thing Dad said was he said he reckons... He well, whose team is this, Timbo? Is it your team or is it your Dad's team? Well, this is true. I was trying to, When I was trying to find Marova, it was Mark Murphy versus Brent Croswell. That, that, okay. was, that was the decision that I had to make. So you're absolutely bang on with that one. You, you mentioned earlier, obviously, Peter Dean uh, wouldn't look out of place in this team, but it is a case of who does he replace. Um, that's that's a tricky one. Correct. But Dino is an absolute star for us. Um, a couple of guys from yesteryear, both started in 63, are John Gould and Kevin Hall, five premierships between them. Yes. Um, you know, yep. they're, they're guys that are very, very well credentialed. Wayne Harms didn't get a gig in the end. Um, he's nope. desperately unlucky. Speaking of impact, well, I'm going to get to him. Speaking of, you might notice uh, we're going alphabetically, Fabian. Um, speaking oh, of imp- impact players, this guy kicked 10 goals in his entire career, four of them coming in the greatest half in the club's history, Ted Hopkins. Teddy Hopkins uh, yep. would have been a would have been a bit of a, a stretch of a pick, but a, but a good pick nonetheless. Sid Jackson, um, you could argue could have yes. a claim, but it's missed out. Peter McConville, um, yeah, three premierships as well. McConville. Another star. Um, Paul Meldrum would have been a real left field one, but a good little player nonetheless. Brett Ratton is obviously the, one of, one of my favourites, and Pete Paul Meldrum of uh, 86, 87. Yep. He was an exceptional footballer, and at that stage. 
he was my favourite footballer and obviously we tell the story about he was the guy that, um, that mm. found Peter Motley after his uh, accident and by all reports seriously tra- uh, traumatised him. So um, probably had a lot to do with his sort of you know, later downfall. Mm. Brett Ratton would have had to have been very close. Again, a, a glut of Rucker Overs when you've got Cripps and you've got McGregor and you've got Sturge Silvani and you've got to fit somebody in somewhere. I, don't I would have be, loved to have had Kudafidis in the guts as well. But I don't want to be disrespectful to Elf Board. But, I mean, come on, Timbo. He was going to be our greatest player of all time. Well, Tim just wanted to get the war story out. He did. He just wanted to get his... I'm surprised you didn't sound the last post before you went into that, Timbo. <laughs> hey, mate, you got Peter Motley in there. Elf Board, better body of work. That is true. That is true. And, of course, we've got a couple of pod favourites who didn't rate a mention in the end who I hope were there or thereabouts. Jacob Wiedering. Yep, considered. And I reckon Fab would almost contemplate a trade if we could facilitate such a trade. He would also pick him as a supplemental pick supplementary rookie B selection out of WA State Penitentiary. Chris Yaron, he would slip. Where would he yeah. as slip, Fab? Johnny James on the halfback flank? I'd almost drop Peter Motley. Yeah. I, I seriously considered not playing um, Bruce Combin, playing Andrew McKay in the back pocket and having Yaron running across the halfback line. We do love Yaz. His best was absolutely phenomenal. His best was absolutely The, the other guys that didn't cop a mention was Earl Spalding. And if you mm. wanted to have a guy sitting on your bench that could play centre-half forward, centre-half back and give you flexibility, if I didn't have 10 hands in the team, I'd probably have him there just as, as a backer. We talked about Sam Doherty as well. Um, How far away talk- was um, Digby Morrell? <laughs> Diggers, Diggers miss. We're picking a Northern Blues <laughs> team of the century, maybe. I was going to say, as VFL level, he was phenomenal. The other guy that I really, I mean, I've always been enamoured with, and you talk about your X-Factor pick, I would have loved to have seen Lauren Bangman get a run around in this team because I reckon there was some really good leadership in this group. <laughs> and if you could have harnessed Laurie and, and have him focused on football, well, um, the only positive for that been able to unlock that talent. So there's, a couple of, there's a couple of modern-day you know, modern players like, Scott Owen, who were, who were never going to make that team, but obviously you would have thought about him when you were putting oh, them down. Absolutely. When you, when, as you said, when you go through the numbers, um, you know, when I've, I've written down, I've written down Lockie Plowman. So I'm saying that you do go through these players and you think, he's been good, he's been good, and they get nowhere near it. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. To, to get into these sides, you, you are a member of the absolute pantheon. Um, the other guy I did write down who obviously, you know, is, is a story of what might have been was number three, Stephen Oliver. Oh, you uh, can't have obviously been. the regard, you know, the, the Coleman of the bush and what might have been. Um, you would have loved it if he could have put together a, a better body of work and challenge for a team like this. But you know what this proves to me, Fab? This whole exercise and Tim, Tim was so high in his own supply when he was putting together that centre line, the half-back line. He was so happy with himself. He started going, I'm going to kind of pick some fucking weirdos. Because who's the most obscure players I can select? And it doesn't even matter. I don't even, even have to justify them. Given the way Timbo's gone about it, if, if the roles were reversed, Timbo oh would have... Oh, my God. It's actually probably... The role, if, if Timbo, all right. If Timbo had the, the evens, he would have picked 
premiership, 1968 premiership player, Wes Loss, just yes. so he could say chairman of selectors, yeah. power broker. I would have padded out his resume. Right hand man to, to uh, he was, Jack wasn't Elliott. He was the, yeah. he was sort of the, in the, what, what, what would his role be in the mafia? Heavy hitter, setup? heavy hitter during that. He was like the Luke he would have, he would have been, he would have been the, he, he was the chairman of selectors for a number He of was years. the chairman of selectors. He would have been the consigliere to, uh, yeah. Oh, do you reckon he would have been Consigliere, or do you reckon he? I reckon he would have been the heavy. I reckon he would have been the Luca Brazzi type, or the Tessio, maybe. Just looking at a picture of Wes with with the old seventies uh, mo. <laughs> there there was one other fella floating around who I did consider and thought originally when I was doing I should probably put in, but again, he's another one of those the Rack Rover brigades. Was a fellow by the name of Ron Barassi who went yeah. okay, but unfortunately, I think his football had probably waned a little bit by the time he was he'd come to Carlton. And as 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 massive as his influence was, it was probably more the off field that he helped with as well. And you wanted and to select he, him as captain, as coach, didn't you? And then I told well, him that's he's what coach. I thought I was going to do. And then I was told apparently I'm the coach, but I figured that I might have been the chairman of selectors. But in any case, Tim was looking Barass, for a Barass would have been uh, a. You were looking for like a David Parkin style setup, Timbo, where yeah, you were the coach, but you weren't actually really doing anything in the end. You had a whole bunch of other coaches. Well, and... I, I would have asked him a question or two from that way. But I think I think that's a sensible decision. I think Barass is a is a titan in the history of the club, and his arrival um, sort of heralded the birth of modern Carlton. Um, but like he said, his influence was perhaps more off the field. In terms of modernising the club, than, yeah. he, than he was as a player He's on, on the field. Was a bit by then. Yeah, so we'll go yeah. through the teams. Obviously, we'll go through Fab's team first, back to front. Uh, we've got Michael Sexton, Jeff Southby, Cade Simpson, uh, Peter Motley, Jared Waite, John James, uh, Gary Crane, Greg Williams, Scott Campodiale, uh, Justin Madden, Bryce Gibb, and Trevor Keogh, Lance Whitnell, Robert Walls, Alex Marcoux. Full forward line of Rod Ashman, Stephen Kernan, his captain, Matty Lappin, and the bench, Corey McKernan, inexplicably, keeps picking him for all of these teams. Harry Valance, Fraser Brown, and Peter Bazusto. Timbo, your back to front, is uh, David Mackay, Stephen Sulvani, and Bruce Combin. Bert, is it Bruce Combin? I always get Combin and Deacon confused. Yeah, yeah, Bruce and, Bruce and the other one. Bruce, Bruce Combin. Uh, halfback is uh, Bruce Dool, Bert Deacon, Andrew Mackay, uh, Ruck Fitzy. Uh, he's captain, Cripps, and Mark Murphy. He's got Cuda, Judd, and Bradley across the centre. Uh, Jono, the dominator, Horry Clover, and Jezza at a half-forward line. And these full forwards, Ken Hands, Brendan Favola, and Eddie Betts. Uh, we'll obviously put together this team. I'll put a graphic together, together and we'll publish that. Um, so when you are listening, obviously do let us know who do you think would have the better of this matchup. We'll go to the coaches for a bit of a pre-game fab. How do you see this one playing out? How do you see yourself winning this one? It's all about taking it one week at a time. Um, there is one game fab. It's literally a one-off match. It's a one game. You can't <laughs> ease into well, it. You know, put your head over the football, give it your best. Now, look, it's. I just think it's so evenly, evenly matched. And I know when we consider this, like you go, oh, Jeff Southby and Timbo said it, you know, how would he deal with Favola's explosive pace? Well, put these players, it was best described, oh, I was listening to an interview with Fabio Cannavaro the other day, and he's saying, these players of any era would adapt. He goes, Messi and Ronaldo back in Maradona's era 
would have adapted. Maradona in this era would have adapted. These guys train their they're athletes now. Yes, we get that. But as footballers, you know, Diesel in this current setup, yeah, I understand that. But put Juddy back in the olden day setup, and it's 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 not. You know what I mean? It's it's you can't just say how's one going to go against the other. They're two teams chock full of absolute superstars. I think after all that ranting. And bullshit. I think I'll outscore Timbo. I think if Harry can just give me first, give me first use, I think my forward line is going to kick too much. Sauce won't be able to deal with the amount of football going into that forward line. What are you talking about? That was the most unhinged rant I've ever heard. That sounded like a man making excuses for the beating to come. No, no, it's not. I'm just that. What I'm saying is, it, it, it'd be even, but I, I, I'm confident I'd win. But what I'm saying is, in every time you try to match up player on player, especially if they're from different eras, it's not as not as easy as ex, an exercise as you think. So, I want to put you on the spot here before we go to Timbo. What do you think is your strongest line? Um, it would be my full forward line. Your full forward right line, right? Ashman, Stephen Kernahan, and. Matthew. What do you think is your weakest line? I'm a little bit worried about your half back line. Look, my half back line, it's hard. Look, Moss could have been anything, so it's kind of hard to judge that. Jared Waite, I, I can get where you're coming from. He's not, not an all time great of the club, let alone an all time setup. <laughs> but. but um, John James was a Brownlow medalist, multiple best and fairest player. So, um, it's, 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 look, it's not, it's not the strongest line. I've got some um, bad news for you, Fab. You've lost the support of the board. We haven't even got to the match yet. Timbo? Mainly because the board's all playing and the same against you. <laughs> they won't take them long to convene after the match um, <laughs> to get rid of him. Timbo, your team looks pretty strong on paper. Um, I would have to say, at first glance, it probably looks the stronger. I will agree with Fab, but I don't think there's a whole lot in it now that you see the teams laid out. Um, what do you think is going to be the difference for the... What are you? You're the odds. What do you think is going to be the difference for the odds on the day? Is it just class in that, you know, the middle six? Is it class in that area? Oh, we terrorise that midfield. It, it, it actually, it wouldn't be fair. Be, it would have been like watching... The, um, the 1992 US Dream Team playing basketball, where where some of the names they'd come up against individually were okay, but as a collective, they were just a class above. Um, and I reckon Mike Fitzpatrick would have, um, he'd have to play a very disciplined game and make sure that he was trying to nullify Justin Madden because that's certainly where first use was always a possibility. But when you've got Paddy Cripps changing with Serge Silvani at Rucker over, I, I still think we're going to be able to... And you could even send Cooter in there for a few centre clearances as well. I, I think we'd have the firepower to be able to control the clearance. And then the run on the outside, um, the creativity on the forward line, as you sort of said, that, that halfback line of fads is questionable. Um, you know, Johnston, Jezelinko playing through Horry Clover, Brennan Cavola running into space, Eddie Betts cleaning up the... Uh, the um, the crumbs. Um, I, I I get I get that Fab's very proud of his forward line and there's some serious quality in there. But uh, but the X factor on that forward line that it'll be raining goals down my end. Um, and I'd absolutely back in 
the names like Mackay, um, both of them, um, Silvani, Deacon and Dool, to be able to hold back the uh, the, um, the the forward thrust if and when they get past the centre line anyway. Um, I I actually I wouldn't be any I wouldn't be losing any sleep playing against that mob. What do you think? This way, mate. Matty, between Matty Lappin and Peter Bazasto, there'll be heads being sat on all over the place, mate. It'll be exciting. It'll be exciting. Eddie Betts will be doing the same thing down the other end, but that's okay. So will Ellie's just I was a little yeah. bit surprised that Matty had... Uh, uh, Matty Lappin... We're getting real too, don't worry. Matty Lappin's going to make Bruce Dewey look like Judd Lelich. He's going to take another screen. <laughs> Get his foot stuck in his headband, you reckon. Was it, was it, was it Judd Lelich or was it... It was Judd Lelich, yeah. It was Judd Lelich. I was a little bit surprised that, um, that Fabian didn't go for some muscle, to be brutally honest. I thought he might have gone for the more thuggish approach, and that's where a big Nick or a Reese or, or someone could have just been running around lopping people's heads off. But um, he's decided to play it fair, and I do I do appreciate that. Timbo, your strongest line, in your opinion? Uh, it's the centre line closely followed by the half forward line. Your weakest line? Um, I'm waiting for the don't have one. <laughs> no, no, no. no I'll, I would, pro, I would. It sounds funny. I would probably say my weakest line is my full back line, even though Stephen Silvani is possibly the greatest defender who's played the game. Can um, I tell you your weakest line, Timbo? What's that? Your bench. It's an embarrassment. It's honestly Please. embarrassing. Please. I think more pre-match press conferences should be like this, with one coach just saying, your entire team, it's an embarrassment. The other coach should sit uh, with mate, the I've press. Got, hey, <laughs> yeah. I've got 12 premierships shots. on the bench. Yeah, but they're all... Hey, yeah, I've got 12 premierships on the bench. Rod McGregor missed one with a broken nose, and Al Ford missed out on 10 years of his career. There could have been 20 premierships on that bench. Because of the war. Timbo, I reckon I've got more premierships on the field. We'll work it out. Stop well, talking rubbish. We'll and work it out later. Tell us so you go. We'll go. So we'll put this out. Uh, so if you're obviously listening on the podcast, do let us know uh, what you think of the teams that have been put together. Like I said, I'll, I'll put together a graphic and we can debate this in greater detail. Um, so before we head off, obviously issues obviously with the live stream, we do apologise about that. We'll try to get some answers as to what the issue was with that. It was a bit strange. You could only hear me, um, which some might argue isn't a bad outcome, but uh, given the amount of waffle and shit Fabian tends to talk... Um, but we'll try to sort I only it. lost myself I only lost myself at the end when I was just trying to say that all players, irrespective of eras, would be good in other eras. But I waffled a bit, I lost myself. But um <laughs> Yeah, it's the stress. Whatever. It's the stress of the big game. It's just gotten to you. Um, so obviously, let us know via Twitter uh, how we reckon these teams would fare. Um, and we'll say good night for now for Fabaganoush, coach of the Evens. Get a good night's sleep, team. Uh, we're going to need it. Out of a Chittagatsi. The game's not tomorrow, fam. And for Tim, isn't it? Coach Doctor Davis. Uh, he, actually, this is interesting. Tim, Tim of selectors, Tim, Davis. Tim is. He can genuinely be a one-stop shop. He can genuinely be everything. He's the war historian. Coach. He's he's managing the triage tent out the back to help old mate Elf get back together. He's he fix Rod McGregor's face. He's got a broken. What's he got? A broken nose. Um, so for nose. Coach Davis, coach of the odds. Goodbye. Always a pleasure, guys. Really enjoyed this. That was uh, a lot of fun. Excellent. And for me, for Sean Peterbudge, thank you so much for joining us. We hope to catch you again next time. Try to be best because you're only a man and a man's got to learn to take it. Try to believe.